Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the shaggy two dope to his violent J, Michael Howard. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. I think my gain might be too high now because <laughs> I heard that one pretty bad. I mean, when you well, whoop, whoop, it's going to be loud. Yeah, it you can't gotta be quiet. mean it. Yeah. You gotta mean it, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, Michael, how are you doing this fine week where nothing oh everything bad has happened? Yeah, I'm not before. I'm not doing all that gr- I mean, personally I'm doing okay, but like I'm really worried about the next thirty nine months if we do not impeach and or Trump gets bored and runs away. Yeah, I mean that one seems uh pretty much faded. I, I can't see any world where he like gets tired of like he, he Gets tired of spinning his own ratings, like, <laughs> like even this, like today he had to spin the ratings on the amount of death a hurricane mm-hmm. caused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like eventually he's gonna just run into like some limitations on that front and just kind of get tired of it and go back to like TV ratings where he can fire people or something. <sighs> yeah, I'm not convinced of that. Once you've had a taste of like the ultimate power for a narcissist, that's is- gotta be like the the best thing ever, I think so. right? Has he had taste of the ultimate power? Because, like, he hasn't really done anything. Yeah, but he doesn't think that. He thinks he's been the greatest, great person no. to ever be great. No, I think I think that's all just that narcissistic, narcissistic like, self-defense mechanism. I don't think that man thinks he's done anything. I think he just has to spin it that way. I don't want to talk about that fat <laughs> Cheeto asshole, though. Can we not? I don't want to do it. <laughs> all right, all right. What what do you want to talk about, Kush? <sighs> I was going to say even the thought of talking about spending $1,000 on my dog to get her to stop bleeding out of her asshole, um, that would be better than talking about Donald Trump. So well, I don't want to do that. Um, that appro- is approximately the same amount of money it costs to renovate your kitchen and or buy a car, according to um, one of uh, Cheeto assholes appointees. Yeah, a man who only pays some $1,000 bills, I'm sure. It's one we- banana, Michael. How much could it cost? A thousand dollars? It's one banana. Um, yeah, no, th- things are bad all around. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I-, I will say even before we get started, uh, uh, sucks doing this, but just you know, I don't even know. I don't even want. I don't even know how to like say that. Our I don't want to say thoughts and prayers because that means nothing. No. But uh, heart goes out to everyone involved with the Las Vegas thing. Obviously, awful to be a part of. I spent most of Monday just sort of in shock about it, just reading the news. And uh, yeah, just uh, tough to see. So, yeah, it's hard to do. Like I've said before, we've chosen to do a comedy podcast in the worst time um, to do it. Uh, And I think, you know, people who are good at being funny um, are much better at getting away with (laughs) Like being funny in the in a time like this, we're still finding our way. But you know yeah. what? That's why we try to avoid Trump at all costs. He seeps into everything, though. He's like black mold. Like it just gets in everything. And when just when you think you've eradicated it, it it's still there. Yeah, it's weird because like there was a I don't want to talk about this too much, but like there was like a two week period where like. Trump was just quiet and like his poll numbers started going back up and like I kind of was less stressed about life in general. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he started like then he started like he went down to Alabama for that like Luther Strange rally and started talking about the NFL and then it has not stopped talking since then and just saying dumb shit. And I'm just like 
there was like a one and a half week period where I wasn't just on edge constantly about going to nuclear war or like something bad happening. The weird, the worst part about the whole Luther Strange thing is that out of the two of them, Luther Strange or Roy Moore, I mean, I'm on the I'm on the Luther Strange bandwagon uh, because Roy Moore apparently thinks that preschool is um, Nazi propaganda. Yeah, he has some uh, not great worldviews. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think he's what most people would call a, a theocrat, uh, <laughs> which is not necessarily what you would like in a federal judge, which he was at one point and yeah. now is on the path to be a uh, senator. Um, you know, hey, not the, the Democrats great. only six points behind him. Yeah. But you know what? Whatever. Michael, do you have any fun plans coming up? It's October. Fall is here. Pumpkin spice lattes are everywhere. That's flowing like honey. Well, uh, as you may know, I went to see It um, Mm -hmm. last weekend. And while we were leaving It, we were talking about how we don't ever go to Halloween parties, right? Because you don't want to cram into like a shitty bar with people dressed like in spandex. And like, it's not really a Halloween party. That's just a fucking bar with people dressed in spandex. I also, I'm just, I'm bad at like one-off costumes. Yeah, or we've like, talked about this. We're, yeah. we're not good. We're not it's good not in, when the house. whole universe is open to us. No, I need constraints. So we thought, well, it'd be fun to do like a murder mystery dinner party, right? Because that's, I mean, like murder mystery dinner parties sound awesome. That's kind mm-hmm. of Halloween themed. And then I thought, you know what would be the best to do a murder mystery dinner party in an actual, honest-to-goodness, haunted house. Now now we're talking. Because now you should bring a kid along just to get possessed. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I am a very logical person, so I, I, I don't believe in ghosts because I've never seen one. Nothing has ever evidenced itself as a ghost. Um, I've played with Ouija boards. They're bullshit. Um But the thing is, I want to believe. I want to believe in aliens. I want to believe in ghosts. I want to believe in all that shit. And so my thought is, all right. So you're like a curious Dana Scully. Exactly. Like, if I go to a haunted house on Halloween, we get drunk. By the way, can we talk about how much shit Dana Scully has seen and is still a skeptic? Yeah, that's a little odd, huh? What is your deal, Dana? Yeah. Like, how much stuff do you need to... Like, if I saw as much stuff as Dana Scully saw, I would not be a skeptic anymore. If a goblin man crawled out of my air duct and tried to eat my liver, I'd be like, oh, maybe, maybe there's something to this, Fox. Maybe you're onto something. Yeah, but, like, he's all about the aliens, and, like, she's only been abducted and possibly impregnated by one, so... Michael, it's like you haven't even seen the show. <laughs> yeah, possibly impregnated. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah just... I'll- I'm just like, you know what, if if I can't go to a haunted house, play a murder di- a mystery dinner party thing on Halloween, while drunk, possibly on a drug, a unit of drug or two, and I do not see a ghost, then there is a 100% chance that they do not exist. Yeah, if not then, when? Mm-hmm. Like, there, yeah, exactly. that's it. You've, you've done everything you possibly can to open yourself to the spirit mm-hmm. world. Um, did you say you're gonna be on a lake also? Yeah, I mean, we, we were, I was looking for a lake, a creepy lake house, like on Crystal mm-hmm. Lake or something where like Jason existed, you know? Sure. Um, I think that maximi- that's smart. It ma- I think it maximizes your chances of being haunted. Right, you like, got air ghosts, wood, you got land ghosts, you got sea ghosts. 
Yeah, you get you're 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 running the full gamut. You're opening up all your options. All the exactly. cards are on the table. Um, I I like that, Michael. I think I think it's smart. If you if your goal is to see a ghost and also to get one unit of drug in, in inside of you, <laughs> I think you've done all the right moves. Unfortunately, places on Airbnb and Home Away do not like to advertise themselves as creepy or haunted. I wonder if there's a haunted Airbnb. I've looked. Unfortunately, all of the haunted places are like, oh, pay us $45 and you can go on a tour. No, I want to stay there and get my like right. dick ripped off by a ghost. I found one house in Iowa that is $428 a night for up to six people. Mm-hmm. You get to stay overnight. It is an axe murder house, but it is completely full for the rest of the year, unfortunately. I mean... <laughs> I just kind of assume any house out in the countryside of Iowa, like you're running the chance of getting axe murdered by a crazy white folk. Like that's just, if I'm in Iowa, I assume some corn fed motherfucker is going to run out and axe mm-hmm. me. Like that's yep. just, hey, that's my, that's my prejudice. I got to deal with that, but that's what I assume. So, you know, these houses do not say that they're haunted. They do not even hint at being haunted, but I saw some pictures of the terrible wallpaper that i can only assume is from like the 40s or 50s and so yeah, i'm gonna go with that maybe they might not be not haunted did it look bloodstained there was the, like was there any indication that blood occasionally seeps out of the walls it's hard to tell i feel yeah. like that's why you put the shitty wallpaper up is to hide all of those i guess but i mean there was yeah. a piano an old table and some really bad wallpaper I mean, that's that's like a haunted house, right? That's an invitation for a haunting. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be a market for that. Like, obviously, there's a market for, oh, axe murder house. Yeah, come on down. I don't give me a spooky like little ghost, like a little girl playing piano or like she just plays jump rope at three in the morning every night. I was like, OK, cool. Yeah, that. no, I mean, I'm I'm in on that. I'm I'm totally down. I feel like there is a market. I feel like on Airbnb, I should be able to click like. It, it you know it says pets yes or no haunted yes or no yes that's or all no. I want haunted, haunted pets please ha- haunted pets up. no I don't want haunted pets I've seen pet yeah. cemetery that's where I draw the line yeah well I was I mean that was haunted pet haunted baby double whammy mm-hmm. um, Michael if there was one place in the home that you would not want a ghost where would it be oof probably in the toilet wow you nailed it great <laughs> call um, so we that's where I'm at my most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a, a long tradition from Harry Potter specifically that I'm thinking about toilet ghosts, uh, bathroom ghosts. Whoa, um, wait. In Harry Potter, there's a toilet ghost? Yeah, Moni Myrtle, my dude. I've I've only seen two Harry Potter movies, and I literally cannot remember any of them. Wow. Okay. Well, read a book, my dude. Um, <laughs> read a book, you literate son of a bitch. Step up yeah. your vocab. Well, um, we've talked about on this show how great... Japanese toilets are. Yes, they are. Our Amazing. our first our first guest bird, mm-hmm. Oded, mm-hmm. our friend Oded. Uh, which, by the way, just to tease, we have another little guest uh, session uh, later in this episode. I think everyone's going to enjoy it, so uh, please stay tuned. But Michael, what if I told you that Japanese toilets weren't all just sunshine and rainbows up your butthole? Sometimes there were ghost hands coming up your bumhole, like right at, right up in there. Just grabbing at your butthole. Ooh, so grabbing at my butthole or trying to get in my butthole to possess me? Uh, probably both. And actually, sometimes they ask you riddles that if you answer incorrectly, they kill you. <laughs> sometimes if you answer at all, they kill you. Um, so I what I imagine is like 
the girl from the ring, instead of crawling out of the well and out of my television, she is crawling out of my toilet. Which seems, like, really inconvenient, because, like, you know me, Michael, my toilet time is precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, it doesn't happen often. When it does, I don't like to be interrupted. I'm there to read a book or maybe play uh, Candy Crush on my phone. Oh, I yeah. don't have time for ghosts. But I found an article uh, headlined, Get to Know Your Japanese Bathroom Ghosts. There are several to keep track of, some scarier than others. <laughs> so here's a quote. So there's uh, Michael pick? Dylan Foster. What's that? Do I get to pick which one I get? Uh, no, it just kind of happens. I'll mm. tell you. Uh, I'll tell you. What, there's a couple that you need to be on the lookout for. Um, a man named Michael Dylan Foster wrote a book called The Book of Yokai, Mysterious Creatures of Japanese Folklore. Um, and he describes bathrooms. What was his name? Michael Dylan Foster. He does not sound Japanese at all. I'm, I'm, no, I may he, be a little racist saying that, but like Michael Dylan Foster does not sound like an expert on Japanese toilet ghosts. He does sound like the kind of honky who would curate tales of <laughs> Japanese toilet ghosts. Because the thing is, so as we'll, as we'll see here, these, these seem passed down from generation to generation. I think Japanese people know how to mitigate them. I think this book is more for the... The alone tourist oh, who good unwittingly might stumble into a haunted bathroom mm. and then not know how to react to these ghosts, which let me tell you, you need to know how to react to these ghosts, Michael. Okay, I get it. So it's like it's like when you go out in the woods, you need to know which bears are gonna you're going to encounter and how to interact with them. Right. Right? Like Play a black dead, bear, right? you gotta get big and yell at it, and a brown yeah. bear, you're supposed to like poop yourself. Mm-hmm. And like dead. a polar bear, you just die because they're evil evil creatures and they will eviscerate you mm-hmm. only only creature on the planet that will actively hunt man mm-hmm. yeah that's fun i thought you were gonna go the mike berbiglia joke and oh, say just give him sunglasses and a coat <laughs> <laughs> well so dylan foster says that the bathroom is a place of transition and the toilet in particular is a portal to the mysterious other world yeah even though sense. we ch- even though we generally flush things down, it would not seem surprising for something mysterious to come up through the toilet. Yeah, if you're in Australia, it's a python. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, the first one on this list is Tore no Hanako-san. Um, one of the best re- best known Japanese bathroom spirits uh, is Hanako of the toilet. Uh, said to be a, a ghost of a young girl who died around World War II and now usually haunts school bathrooms. Um, okay, wait, wait, I have a, I have a question. Like, typically when things are haunted, they're haunted by, like, the previous owner or, like, somebody who died in there or something. Like, these are just, like, one spirit who goes well, to multiple so bathrooms? Is, or, like, are so these... There's a couple There's a couple here. So, Hanako-san is uh, from World War II. I think... I think in the the main story, she was killed during uh, one of the the fire bombings. Um, so she's but, definitely gonna fuck up an American tourist. Well, here's the thing: she only haunts school bathrooms, hmm. uh, and she's wearing an out of out of fashion red dress and bob haircut. And she can only be summoned by going to the girls' bathroom on the third floor of a school, knocking on the third stall three times, and saying, "Are you there, Hanako-san?" And she will respond by saying, "Yes, I am," or a ghostly hand will appear. But um, if someone enters the stall, they will be eaten by a three-headed lizard. Okay, so it's like it's like the the Bloody Mary thing. Mm-hmm. But there are consequences to talking to an Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Um, there's another uh, another one who will you know kind of have fun, and uh, she's another schoolgirl. Uh, she'll appear 
just her upper torso because she was cut in half by a train. Uh, I think she was one of the uh, one of the uh, why can't I uh, the inspirations for the ring. Um, I think my favorite on this list is Akomanto. Uh, so it's not all scary little girls. Um, so Akomanto is the red cape, sometimes called Iomanto, the blue cape. Um, so this modern spirit is said to resemble a person completely covered by a flowing cape and a hood wearing a mask that hides an irresistibly beautiful face. Uh-huh. He's said Ooh. to appear to people usually in the last stall as they are about to wipe and ask this strange question. As they're about to wipe. As they're about to wipe. Mm. He will ask red cape or blue cape or red paper or blue paper. Oh, shit. Choosing, choosing red, Michael, will lead Akomanto to flay their person's back making them a red cape or creating another gruesome bloody death while choosing blue will cause the spirit to suffocate you. Ooh, I'm definitely picking blue cape then. Getting clever and choosing any other color will just cause to let you be dragged to the underworld. <laughs> okay, yeah. The All only right. way to escape the punishment entirely is to decline its offer of paper. Oh, so you don't even... Oh, man, I wouldn't even think... See? See? This is it. You gotta know the trick. This tr- is why the you tr- gotta the know. And, the twists and turns. Which, by the way, though... If someone appeared, any anything appeared in my stall as I was wiping my butt, I I don't think I'd stay in the stall for very long. I'd be gone pretty much immediately. But but the door's locked, and they hold it locked until you pick red or blue paper or no paper at all. I see. That's the thing is like if somebody says like, "Hey, do you want a red or blue glass?" I mean, I'm like. I got to pick one. Like, those are the options. Like, I think that's fucking bullshit to have a separate option. I mean, this is essentially your Matrix moment. Morpheus shows up in your bathroom stall. So it's right. red pill, blue pill. Blue pill. You know, you wake up in bed n- not knowing anything. Also, I suffocate you to death. You go back to <laughs> hang out with robots. Red, red, blue, you get flayed by robots on your Like, back. what if Neo is just like, how about green pill, my dude? And then... He drags you to the underworld. Or, Neo just yeah, like, no thanks. I don't take drugs. I'm straight edge. Yeah. Neo's just like, I'm going to go back to my office now. I have work to do in my cubicle. Mm-hmm. Bye. I don't want to know Kung Fu. I don't like you, Morpheus. <laughs> uh, my favorite guy on this list is something called a kappa, which is just a mythological creeper creature, which looks like an alligator with a mullet. Um, and the only way to get rid of them is to fart in their face. You just made that up. Nope, I'm gonna send you a picture <laughs> right now, my dude. So, Look at this so basically, it's, it's a it's a Joe Dirt alligator. You have to fart in his face. You pretty much nailed it. I don't think I could. Um, so I, I don't know. I, can, I don't think I could fart on command if I was. Oh my god, that a, that's like a laser fart coming out of that person's butt. Mm-hmm. It's Billy Ray Cyrus gator just getting chounced in the mouth with fart. Hmm. Wow. See, I'm not. You know what? I'm not. I'm not on board the toilet ghosts. I'm gonna say if any, if there are any place I would not want a ghost, it's in my toilet. Even if I'm in a, a Halloween murder mystery drug house, I don't want. I don't want ghosts coming out of my toilet. That's, that's just me. Well, Michael, what else you got for me? Well, since we're talking about toilets and and water situation, I'm gonna sure. send you a a picture that um that your your good good sister sent to me. Oh God. <laughs> oh God! What do you see? What do you just... see, Kush? Oh God! Okay, so it appears to be the swimming pool, and then the skimmer drain, uh, which collects all the debris from a pool. Normally, mm-hmm. looks to be 
The pools, Do you have any idea what those cleanish. are? Those are very small frogs. Those are very uh, tiny frogs. It appears to be, I'm going to go ahead and say 2,000 <laughs> baby frogs just choking the life out of this pool skimmer. Um, why would she send this? Oh, where's it from? Oh, God, Michael. Yeah, she said uh, She said that she wanted me to scare you with this frog apocalypse. Like, it literally looks like a, a diarrhea pile that just someone diarrheaed frogs. Mm-hmm. That's yep. all it looks like. Yep. And, hey, I know that because I had to look at a lot of diarrhea this weekend from my dumb dog. <laughs> so what would you prefer? Would you prefer a toilet ghost that is probably going to... Toilet ghost. Toilet ghost, 100%. I'd rather, I'd rather have a, a, the ghostly form of a small child crawl its way out of the toilet netherworld climb up, grab my balls, and threaten to rip my back to pieces. I was like, yes, please drag me to hell, you stupid idiot ghost. Just don't bring me to, to Frogtown. I don't like those dumb idiots. Oh, God. <laughs> this looks like what Andy Dufresne had to crawl through to get rid out of Shawshank, but it's frogs and not shit, and I'd rather crawl through shit than that. Oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. I love you. I hate you so much. <laughs> That's, like all, that's all I got. That's all I got. I don't, I don't like this show anymore. Michael, what do you think about huge fucking pumpkins? <laughs> <laughs> like mutant pumpkins? Yeah. They're just like a big the big old pumpkin. The like the, pumpkin. the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Yeah. Um, so there's a man in Revere, uh, Massachusetts, I believe, uh, who grew a 500-pound pumpkin. A 500-pound pumpkin? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It's a big boy. Um, it's it looks to he's an average sized dude. It looks to be about five times bigger than he is. Um, would you care to guess what he's gonna do with it? Uh, fuck it. No, Michael, mm, please. No, sorry. I uh, live live inside of it. He's gonna sail it across Boston Harbor. Are you fucking kidding? Wait, he's gonna sail a pumpkin, a gigantic a pumpkin across Boston Harbor, which. I don't know. So at first I read this as that he was going to cross the Atlantic with it, which <laughs> thank God he's not going to try to do that because obviously he'd, he'd die. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's turning it into a pumpkin kayak. Okay. Okay. You know, I get it. I get it. It's like going which, over the Niagara Falls in a barrel, but it's a pumpkin. Okay. But apparently this is not anything new. So no. last year, someone named Todd Sandstrom paddled a... 1,240-pound pumpkin for eight miles on the Taunton River in an attempt to set a new world record. 1,240-pound pumpkin? Yeah. Uh, and videos of pumpkin regattas where participants step, to, step into mega fruits with motors attached to the back. Oh, my God. Are all over YouTube. There's one in Maine coming up next month, Michael. Hey, I have a question for you. Um, what, what, uh, what race would all of these... People, race and gender, would all of these people with giant pumpkins be? They do appear to be all white men. Weird. Enough. That's yeah. weird. That's really weird uh, that the sport of fruit boating would be dominated by white men. Pumpkin regattas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually, the, no, I, I stand corrected. Uh, there's video of a speedboat race from Germany in which several people were in giant pumpkins, one of whom is a woman. So, oh, you know okay. What? So there's that's cool. I I kind of love this. So in my experience, the only thing pumpkins are good for are rotting immediately. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the idea of just 
throwing yourself in it and then just paddling somewhere. Because in my mind, I would die immediately. It would roll over and I would just drown inside of the pumpkin. Have you ever eaten pumpkin seeds? Like roasted uh, pumpkin seeds? Yeah. They're fucking awful, right? They're not great. Give me a give me a sunflower seed. Yeah, like what's the point? Like I, I feel like people just carved a pumpkin and they're like, what do we have? What are we going to do with all this shit? Oh, let's roast them and eat them. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Except it's not. It's terrible. I'd rather eat like six bags of candy corn. <laughs> Hot take alert. Coming for your <laughs> fucking pumpkin seeds. <laughs> no, but seriously, they're only good if you pour a shit ton of salt on them. But at that point, I could just be eating a salt lick. I mean, Michael, most things in this world are only good if you put a shit ton of salt or sugar on them. So, I mean, I don't really know what you're just saying. Like pumpkins pumpkins. are completely useless except to carve and make like funny faces in. Right. And pies. Don't forget pies. I mean, pumpkin pie is only good if you put Cool Whip on it. And shit tons of sugar inside. (laughs) (laughs) Like pumpkin pie has to be like at the bottom of the list of pies I'd want to eat if you gave me the choice. I can't think of a pie I'd less like to eat. I mean, I'll eat it because I like pie, but like it's at the bottom for sure. That's fine. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, you're right. I, I can't think of a pie I'd want less. Than exactly. Me. So then what's uh, the no, point? I can. Lemon meringue pie. Not into well, it. Fuck, I'd eat lemon meringue pie all day before I'd eat a pumpkin pie. Well, I wouldn't. So here we are. We're in I don't cast. agree with you. <laughs> First time on the show. We don't agree. We don't see eye to eye. Well, Michael, should we uh, introduce our, our guest segment? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Well, uh, this is a, a a tilt first. Usually we have to hound our friends to, to jump on this show. Um, but um, we had a listener reach out to us. Uh, his name is Josh. He is a juggalo. And he heard... The two of us talking like morons <laughs> about uh, Juggalos one time. He did his, he Which he is odd because the two of us normally talk about morons about other things. Yeah. So uh, Josh said that he every once in a while he'll do a just a search for Juggalo podcast and stumble across us. And he said that um, uh, most of the times when he hears people talk about Juggalos, they were uh, just kind of mean and dismissive of everything. And. Uh, we weren't and seemed a little curious to learn more. So he was kind enough to send us a message on Facebook and uh, said, like, sounded like we had a couple questions, which we did. Oh, my God. And um, Josh jumped on the phone with us uh, and talked with us for a little bit. So uh, without further ado, we're just going to jump right into that and we'll, we will see you on the other side. And before we do, Josh, thank you so much for listening to our very dumb questions. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, Josh, one of our, our fans on the line. He is a uh, he. He reached out to us after I guess Josh. You said you searched for you know just Juggalo podcast and you stumbled across us. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I hope we didn't sound like, like too big of idiots uh, on that on that uh, particular <laughs> episode. But uh, uh, thanks for reaching out to us. This is uh, you know we we like to learn about about folks and. Uh, Obviously, from the episode, we knew nothing about Juggalos. Yeah, I, I can kind of tell that. You, you guys were pronouncing some stuff wrong. and <laughs> it, it was pretty entertaining on my part. <laughs> well, at least it was entertaining. I'm, I'm glad you weren't, like, uh, really put off by it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we uh, basically our, our 
our, the extent of our juggler knowledge um, comes from, you know, the Wikipedia article. So, um, yeah, which yeah, is so pretty, uh, <laughs> it's pretty lame Wikipedia article. I, I, anybody wants to go through that or idiots. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I've tried to work with Wikipedia editors before, and they are some of the worst people on the planet. So, uh, um, yeah. yeah so you mentioned to me that we were pronouncing one specific word wrong that was cracking you up. Can you can you share that one with us? Oh, the juggalette vagina is known as the netting and not the needing. Mm. <laughs> the netting. Yeah. So well, I remember the... this from uh, the ICP song, the netting game. That yes. was, that came out like when I don't know, man. We're probably talking ninety-seven. Like, yeah, I would say twenty years ago. Uh, yeah, but I didn't realize that until I happened to be looking at other Juggalo stuff, and I was like, oh right, that that was what that song was called. I probably should have should have yeah. known how to pronounce that. Yeah, most uh, most non-Juggalos pronounce that game that that song not the Nedden game, but uh, the game show song. Yeah. <laughs> so I am curious what makes the Nedden so so magical that it's in the creed well uh <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure you guys have some uh, vagina in your life <laughs> yeah but specifically a uh, juggalette's vagina right is the net to be honest I, I, i've only been with one juggalette and that was briefly i usually date outside of the juggalette world or okay. the juggalo world okay so well, you said uh, I would say you you mentioned before we started that um, most juggalos have a have a nickname and that we should probably yeah. call you by by your nickname if we're going to be talking about the juggalo culture here. In the juggalo world, I'm known as Scrubby Josh or Scrubby. Scrubby Josh. How did you, how did you earn that handle? Uh, back in 2000 2001, I used to help run a website called Juggalo Scrubs, and I was the mascot for it. <laughs> Okay, what's uh, what's the best Juggalo nickname you've you've uh, come across? Um, oh shit, there's all kinds. There's uh, my buddy Supper Time, <laughs> Man Boobs, uh, Reverend Fat Ass. So they're more descriptive uh, nicknames than uh, <laughs> generally speaking. Yeah. Okay. And you can't you can't give yourself the nickname. People have to get it for you. Those are the best kind. Yeah, you yeah. can't give yourself any. Yeah, that's that's like, fair. I, I knew this fat guy who loved to eat, so we called him Hungry Man, and he did not like that at all. <laughs> hey, man, it's you awesome. like to eat. I say it's, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> it's like the street ball. Uh, you know, you go out to the courts. You can't just give yourself a nickname. you got to wait until somebody else gives it to you. Very true. Well, uh, what what attracted you to Juggalo Life? What, was your, what got you uh, in the Juggalo lifestyle? Well, I saw the uh, Zoom getting interviewed, ICP getting interviewed on uh, – MTV about the Malenko getting pulled out of the stores. And I was like, I'm going to check that out. And I listened to it, and I was like, man, this fucking sucks. <laughs> and it took me about a good month and a half or so. It's like, yeah, I'll listen to it again. And then I fell in love with it. So uh, you didn't even like it the first time you heard it. I couldn't stand it the first time I heard it. I, I was a big, I was a big hip-hop uh, nerd when I, uh, mm. before I started listening to it. And it kind of changed my life. And then I started meeting new people. And... All the rest of the juggalos accepting me for who I was, and I got into it from that. Okay, so that's that's one thing that it sounds like I did get right then. That juggalos are are all about like they don't care who you are, or what background you're from, right? Uh, as long as you're not a racist piece of shit, we don't really care. Oh man, that's the best. Oh yeah, 
All right, so we agree. We agree on on at least that for sure. Right. <laughs> so. so I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Michael. I was say, um, you know, when reading about the Juggalos, you know, they always talk about okay, they're they're fans of the Insane Clown Posse and the other um, artists on the um, was it Psycho Psychopath Records? Psychopathic Psychopathic Records. So yeah, but that must not be the only thing that makes you a Juggalo, like. Right. I mean, it, just because I like Insane Clown Posse, I can't just call myself a juggalo. Right. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, you have to kind of understand the culture and the movement and understand some of the songs and know the background of everything to kind of get into it. You can't just say, oh, yeah, I, I like the ICP. Album. I'm a juggalo. No, you're a little punk if you say that. <laughs> <laughs> So what is it about the culture other than, you know, not being a racist piece of shit that like really that you really enjoy? Uh, the family of it, the, all my juggalo friends are around the world are my family. And, you know, every, every juggalo always claims family. But if I just meet a random juggalo, we claim family to each other. But I'm, I don't know him. He's just a, no juggalo to me. But my actual true juggalo homies are my family. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so um, have you actually attended a bunch of crazy fuckers? <laughs> I'll say so. You have actually have you actually attended like uh, any of the gatherings of the Juggalo? Um, and do you participate like full on face paint and all the and all that stuff too? Uh, I've only missed one gathering. So there's been like eighteen gatherings, and I've only missed one. Oh wow! Uh, I paint my face every once in a while, just not all the time, because sometimes it's a bitch to get off, especially when you got a beard. <laughs> Yeah, I have thought that when I see, um, you know, especially the ICP guys, they both have beards, and I, I think about it. We, me and Kush, both have beards, at least the the you know, the the scruff. And I'm like, man, if I had to put face paint on, this would never come off of here. I'm sure they figured out a way to uh, take it off easily with, and they probably use a special kind of uh, face paint that can get it off easily with, you know. Yeah, it seems like cheap a lot of work. Paint. <laughs> yeah, the cheap-ass fake paint isn't worth it half the time. <laughs> yeah. It, either, it, uh, it falls off your face, but sticks in the beard forever. Um, yeah. What's what's the craziest you've seen? The craziest thing you've seen at, a, like, a gathering? Um, I've seen a chick getting fucked with a Cheeto, and then the dude ate it. A plus size Cheeto or just a normal Cheeto? Uh, it was a normal size Cheeto. All right, interesting. Mm -hmm. That's just the guy who wanted uh, a, a, a Cheeto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nedden flavored Cheeto. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, thank you. No, no. Uh, were you at Maybe the it was butthole flavored? Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> were you at the gathering where people uh, threw bricks at Tila Tequila? Yes, I was. Okay. Very entertaining. She, she showed up like two hours late or something crazy like that and started talking shit. So she kind of deserved what she got, I thought. She uh, she seems to have gone off the deep end since then. She's uh, she's developed some theories that uh, maybe, uh, maybe a, little, a little nuts. Yeah, so I, I was reading about <laughs> – when I was reading about Juggalos, um, it seems like there's a, there's a rift between the more, I guess, violent – portions of the juggalo culture versus the nonviolent culture. Um, I mean, I know that there are some like the music is kind of like a catharsis 
it's kind of a substitute for sort of maybe violent tendencies or something like that. You have the hatchet man. Um, right. You know, how, how does that all fit together? And like, are you, which side are you on? Oh, I was raised um, not to turn to other cheek, but to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's going to start something, I'm not going to let them walk over me. So I'm all for violence if it's necessary. And a lot of jugglers are like, like that too, that, that for if it's necessary, but most of them won't try to do anything unless it's the last resort. That's fair. Um, so like yeah, punching was, a Nazi in the face. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely punch a Nazi in the face. So. <laughs> or maybe like, well, you're, a, like a haunted child of some sort. Oh, no, we, we like uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Man, if I see a ghost kid, no, I, like, I, I'd rather have my juggalo friends around me just to hit that kid. I, like, I'm not into that. <laughs> Well, I am, I am curious, Josh, because I guess because we started talking about uh, Juggalos on that one episode because, um, you know, there's a Juggalo march in D.C. because I, I believe the FBI, you know, has the Juggalos kind of listed as a violent gang and you, you people were demonstrating against that. And it just happened to be that same weekend uh, as a, you know, kind of alt-right sort of rally. Um, one, I guess, right. one, did you go to that or know anyone who went to it? And two, like, how do you feel about that sort of, you know, distinction by the FBI. I mean, it sounds like, you know, maybe there's some violence, but not, it's, you know, it's not the way you practice a lot of people, you know, it sounds like you're not, uh, you don't fit that bill. I mean, there, there are some dumbass juggalos out there who do violent things and gang activity in the name of juggalo to each his own, I guess, but I'm not going to do violence just because I'm a juggalo right. or gang activity because I'm a juggalo to label a whole entire group of people that listens to music and have their own culture that they don't understand is pretty ridiculous. Agreed. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess it's no different than when, uh, you know, back in the late eighties and early nineties, everyone decided that everyone who listened to hip hop was, you know, uh, violent or whatever, or, or when they try to blame every, uh, every shooting on, you know, Marilyn Manson or, rock music of some yeah. sort yeah i mean it's yeah. it, it's kind of along that same vein people are always reaching out for something to try and blame things on and whereas like i feel like crappy people are just crappy regardless of what they're doing um yeah and every group has them yeah oh yeah so yeah. i came I across said, uh, sorry go ahead oh uh like first like fans of uh snoop dog snoop was uh, what a crypt at one uh at one time or he always wears blue Half his fans are gang members. Do you call his his fans a bunch of gangs? You know, so. I'm sure that Fox News know. does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the FBI does. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, did you know anyone who went to that rally in DC? Oh yeah, a bunch of people. I, and I unfortunately I couldn't make it because we had some uh, some car issues and we had to spend we spent almost uh, two grand in car work and dental work mm. in uh, two weeks. But instead, I took my son to go ride Thomas the Train, so I had a good day that day. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I came across some interesting information or, or some uh, some interesting people who identify as juggalos that I was completely unaware of. Um, so I did. Charlie Sheen was at one of the gatherings, and uh, yeah, he identified as a juggalo. Um, and then also Coolio, who has a hilariously misspelled. Tattoo. <laughs> yeah. 
So to me, it sounds like Charlie Sheen is one of those guys who listened to one uh, like ICP album and like liked it. So he's like, I'm a juggalo now. Yeah, he 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 seemed kind of fake about it. He just kind of seemed like he was there just to get drugs and women uh, and give women HIV. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I told people that's where he got the HIV from was the gathering of juggalos. <laughs> But I feel like Coolio actually might he might be he might be uh, down with with uh, ICP and, and the whole the whole juggalo culture. Oh yeah, Coolio's been to the gathering. And I think they even did like a, some shows together or whatnot. And he he comes out and hangs out with all the juggalos and walks around and parties with everybody. Yeah, he was a pretty cool guy. So and there's all kinds of uh, famous people out there that might be uh, juggalos or undercover juggalos. A lot of people don't like to admit it. <laughs> well, Vanilla, we know Vanilla Ice is a juggalo, and um, yeah, you probably heard us talking about this, but uh, Mike, his his dad built a pool for Vanilla Ice, so you know you guys kind of a uh, common common friends there. Only two degrees of separation away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do yeah, want to ask. He's a lot of shows too. Oh, really? Okay. He was an interesting guy. I met him a couple times. Uh, interesting dude. <laughs> Um, Actually, at one point, Vanilla Ice was signed to ICP's label. Interesting. Yeah. He just never put out anything. Yeah, the uh, the the article I was reading said that um, I don't remember which which member of ICP, but one of them claimed that he was still technically part of the label and and might be coming out with something new in the next uh, year. <laughs> which uh, they they've been saying that for like three years. Oh. Okay. I believe when I see it. Damn it! Look, I got really excited because. A new vanilla ice, um, maybe with a, some little some ICP crossover, seemed like it might be pretty interesting. Be fresh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super fresh. <laughs> well, um, I, I had one question. So I think so. I, I kind of knew of ICP. They were always on like I, I was aware of them, but you know I, I didn't listen to to much of their songs. Maybe heard it on the radio, but I, I think they came back into my awareness a couple years ago when. Uh, you know that whole like fucking magnets. How do they work? Uh, meme spread around. Uh, I think it's from the song Miracles. Um, what did you think about that? Is that funny to y'all, or like, did how did the Juggalo community like ex- like feel about that? Like, kind of blown up. Some Juggalos thought it was funny and liked that song. I personally absolutely hated that song. <laughs> that album, that, that whole entire album was a uh, Bang Pow Boom was the name of that album. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people. Uh, I told people that, that album Bang Pow Blue. I couldn't stand that album. <laughs> do you do you think the Juggalo community in general is like is it bigger than just ICP or like will it always be oh, yeah. about? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah there's, there's lots of underground artists that are Juggalos and uh, that a lot of underground artists that have a lot of love for the Juggalo community. So yeah, it's way bigger. That's cool. Yeah, I was reading some comments just like, not that like ICP is sold out or anything, but it's just like, you know, they've changed a little bit that, you know, they're, you know, they've made a lot of money and stuff. And now it just seems like, seems like a juggalo community is bigger than just that, even though that, that might be like the common thread. It's, but uh, that, that, that's interesting to me. I, I like that. Well, and a couple of years ago, ICP came out and said that they were basically like evangelical Christians, um, which was a surprise, I think, to anyone who had ever heard their music. How, how did you feel about that? Are you are you um, are you Christian or or anything like that? No, no. <laughs> I uh, I believe you know there is 
God and Jesus and Jesus gave his life for our sins and whatnot, but I don't believe in organized religion at all. Organized religion is a big joke to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't surprised when they came out like that uh, because they always hinted at uh, heaven and hell and doing good and doing bad in all their albums. So it wasn't That's a fair. shock. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this on one episode. I think uh, you, you mentioned you you just finished up with some of their back, back episodes. We had uh, my sister on one episode and she, she always talks about how you'd be surprised at how many things are secretly Christian. So uh, I, I'm never yeah. surprised when someone comes out and you're like, yeah, no, we've been Christian the whole time. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that they were Christian, but the fact that they claim to be evangelical Christian and that a lot of their music um, was based around that seemed was a little bit of a shock to me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Because well, I, haven't, I haven't heard their whole their whole discography, but I have heard several songs, and my first thought is not, "Hmm, I feel like I'm at church." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Josh, I think we don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, is there anything if you had to th- say like one or two th- things that you wanted to make sure people knew about Juggalos? What, what would you What would you tell them? Uh, not all Juggalos are drug addicts. I'm straight edge. Oh, okay. um, and not all not all juggalos are uh, lower class white trash. I'm middle class, but there's all kinds of juggalos to the walk of life, and we're not a joke. And um, yeah, fuck Trump. Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck Trump. I think <laughs> I think we can walk around that. Yeah, I, I do have one more. Um, why Fago? Oh, uh, it's delicious and cheap. Fair. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind both of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, you have any right. No, I just want to thank you very much for, for your time. And I appreciate, I really appreciate you reaching out to us um, because, you know, like we said in the episode, we have no idea what we're talking about most of the time. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean we don't, we don't want to know about it. So I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, Josh, really, I really thank you for your time. Thanks for reaching out. Sorry, it took us a couple of weeks to get in touch with you, but this was great. And uh, uh, thanks for listening. This is this is awesome. Hey, no problem. Hey, the uh, ICP is coming to Indianapolis. It's not too far from Chicago. You should come to the show with me. Michael. Oh, man. When is that? October 27th. Oh, I, I usually bring some non-juggalo <laughs> friends with me, and they have a blast. All right. I, I'm, I may take you up on that offer. I, I'm... I'm supposed to be going out of town that weekend, but I, I may be able to make that. Yeah. Awesome. I might try to, I might try to make a, <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Actually. It's a fun time, man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we, we will try to be in touch about that. Cause that sounds pretty great. Um, but Josh, thank you so much again. It was uh, awesome talking with you. Thanks for uh, setting us straight on some things. No problem. Nice talking to you guys too. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Thank you once again to Josh. Uh, that was that was a great conversation. I, I think I felt like an idiot the entire time. Uh, I think it's it's always interesting to talk to someone who's passionate about something that you know absolutely nothing about. And uh, I don't know. De- definitely glad to have Josh as a listener and looking forward to continuing to learn more about Juggalos. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel good about the fact that I totally nailed the fact that Juggalos um, hate 
uh, racist pieces of shit and Donald Trump, and they're totally okay with every person from every walks of life. I so so I I mean I I feel justified there. Um, the fact that we knew nothing else uh, is pretty much par for the course. But yeah, no, I th- you know I think we absorbed the core message <laughs> and just kind of like winged it for the rest of it, which is kind of yep. No, no, it's this a, show in a nutshell. Yeah, no, that's that's what we do. So. Yeah. And I mean, I think if if we land on the fact that we hate racist pieces of shit and, you know, fuck Trump, like if we got that core message, I feel like we're, hey, we did okay. We hit hit at least par on that one. Yeah. So, you know, thank you, Scrubby Josh, uh, for sharing with us. Um, The only thing that I can hope is that when we go to this concert in October that he invited us to, um, that we can get our own nicknames. Yeah, I didn't want to ask him on the call because no, we haven't earned seems, it yet. Cause you haven't earned shit. No, I can't wait to earn my nickname. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally down. I'm ready to earn a nickname. Yeah. <sighs> all right, Michael, what do you want to talk about? So much, so much to do, so much to say. So we could. I was saying. Sorry, do you have- I have a story that leads into another story, but this first one is kind of like a um, a no shit. Kind of story mm-hmm. from Bloomberg News. Mm-hmm. Um, legal weed may be a windfall for McDonald's and Taco Bell. Did you? Could you imagine, Kush? Is that a surprise I mean, to you? I just think about the windfall that illegal weed has been for those two <laughs> particular establishments, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. I, if I was them, though, I would want to make sure that. I wouldn't want to be too close to like a dispensary, you know, because I I think people need like a little bit of distance between like I think I feel like when you're high, Taco Bell is a destination. Yeah, that's true. Like I feel like if I could walk to Taco Bell when I was high, I wouldn't want to do it. Really? I don't know. What are you going to drive there when you're high? That seems like a bad idea. No, take an Uber. But like or like delivery. Yeah, there'd have to be delivery Taco Bell. Uh, I mean, Uber Eats already has McDonald's. And that's maybe why. So this article talks about um, 43% of legal marijuana users ate at a McDonald's restaurant in the past four weeks. 43%. You gotta like those numbers. That's pretty good. If you're McDonald's, holy shit. Yeah, I wonder how many of those were like, I need a McGriddle. With a Big Mac inside. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I mean, we came up with the, uh, or our good friend Matt Moody came up with, I don't want to steal any credit, the taking the Southern chicken biscuit chicken and putting it inside of the McGriddle bun. And he came up with that while he was just drunk. Can you imagine what kind of concoction you could come up with while, while you were just high out of your mind? No, I've only been high like six times in my life. So, I mean, my my imagination is probably pretty limited on that front. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you could do some work for sure, especially at Taco Bell. Now that they, they have, they're adding some new options, which we didn't even mention. So Lyft actually has an option. They have Taco Bell mode. Are you kidding? At a, cer- at a certain point at the night, you can turn on Taco Bell mode. And it just, they take you to Taco Bell. And I think it's built in that you can order like a couple of things or they'll order for you. You just, but I would just do a lift ride. I would just do a lift ride to my own house by way of like, just like 
take me to Taco Bell, then take me directly home. <laughs> yeah, I, I need that second destination mm-hmm. to the Taco Bell. What if, though, so do you remember those Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, KFC, Yum Brand do I amalgamations that they have? Yes. Yeah, I've never seen the trifecta. I've only seen the Taco oh, Bell Pizza Hut. No, the, the I, trifecta. My problem was always that they did not really embrace the trifecta. They still operated well, the as three separate restaurants. Well, that's the thing. So KFC felt a little off. So the one by me, the the KFC, sorry, the Taco Bell Pizza Hut, I used to go there a lot after high school baseball games, uh, like Three or four of us would always, after a late night game, we'd stop at this one uh, kind of midway between all of our houses, and you could get a personal pan pizza plus your Taco Bell. So you could order from the same place, no problems. Yeah, yeah, no but you couldn't get right. the taco on. Like, there should be a Chalupa pizza. There should be a a fucking five-piece chicken tender inside of a Chalupa on a pizza. Like, Can if, I say this, Michael? Yeah. You're a dangerously insane individual. <laughs> That's I, too much power for one man. I have your heart can't handle before. it, Michael. Your heart can't handle that. Uh, you know what? I don't care how I don't care how much running you've been doing lately. Your heart would explode. This is America, and if I want to kill myself with Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut concoctions, I will do if it. I want, if I want to kill myself by way of Yum Brands, <laughs> that's my right as an American. Exactly. Thank you. Welcome to America. That's the Twenty Seventh Amendment. Give me an ice cold Pepsi. Yum brand. No, fuck you. I want a Coke Zero. I don't need the I don't need the carbs. Well, sorry, Michael, you can't have it. Yum brands is Pepsi. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Book. Fine, I'll eat a Pepsi Max or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a a literal no-brainer. Like anyone could see that legalized weed would have obvious tangential improvements to the the local economy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh do you wanna hear a related story about what I think is going to be the greatest fashion trend of 2017. Yes, obviously. Is it the is it the romp him? Have you heard about or I mean you've heard of Forever 21, right? The clothing. Yeah, I've store. walked past it as I enter the mall to go to JCPenney and buy my $18 shorts. <laughs> so I've been in many a Forever 21 um with with uh with friends of mine. Um Apparently, Taco Bell is teaming up with Forever 21 to launch launch a fashion line. That does not seem like a uh, a one-to-one brand connection. Uh, well, they claim, actually, they promise that it will be, quote-unquote, hotter than Diablo sauce. It's not that hot. So, really, for me, the brand synergy for Taco Bell lies in, like, Spencer's Gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe H&M. H&M maybe, because that's like $6 clothes. But I'm just saying, like, you're not going to go into Forever 21 for Forever 21 clothes. But you might go into Forever 21 for some live Moss embroidered. I will be honest with you. If they, if someone could, in Year of Our Lord 2017, sell me a Yokiera Taco Bell t-shirt with that little chihuahua oh, on it. Oh, shit. I had at least four of those shirts growing up as a kid. I would buy at least five more tomorrow. I would go to, I would go, I would step into the Forever 21 for the first time in my adult life, first and last time ever, and buy those shirts. What about if it was a tank top that looked like the fire uh, sauce? 
from Taco Bell. And it even had the little cute only, cutesy logos only, on it. I was going to say, only if it did, if only if I had a blank space and like a whiteboard sort of fabric for me to write my own message on it, that's the only way Ooh, I would buy that shit. Oh, there you go. That's next. So yeah, that's that's the only way I would do that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the. Uh, it just the, doesn't seem like Forever 21 is their core demo. <laughs> did you see this picture I sent you on Slack? Of these two people wearing the uh, Taco Bell clothing. Yep, it's a... Uh, she wearing just like video game, like old man, like 80s glasses? Yeah, she's wearing some, fucking, some sweet amber uh, aviators. Fucking hipsters, god damn it. <laughs> it's, it just looks like she's wearing like gamer glasses, but like aviator frames. Mm-hmm. And this, so she's wearing a tank top, he's wearing a thick wool sweater uh yeah so it has it has a picture of a taco a burrito a taco bell cup and a sauce packet and it says live moss on the on it on the pocket there and does the does her tank say don't wake up or don't wait up uh you know it's a good question it does not say i think it's don't wake up which seems like an odd message for a taco (laughs) bell to be throwing out into the into the multiverse once you eat at Taco Bell, you will never wake up. Taco Bell, it's your last meal. <laughs> Make fourth meal your last meal. <laughs> I just Don't wake up. I just love the brand crossover, though. Like Taco Bell is like, you know what? We've become kind of famous right now for our our test kitchen, which just pumps out hits nonstop. Nonstop hits. Although, have you tried the 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 new? Like egg burrito, like taco? Mm, I haven't yet, but it seems like a keto, like perfection, right? Keto bonanza, except they put potatoes inside of oh, it. Oh no, no, I'd have to, I'd have to go to no potatoes. Yeah, no taters, no taters, please. I mean, it's brilliant though. Like, make anything into a shell. What else can we make into a shell, Kush? I mean, they've done chicken. They've done egg. They've, they've basically killed the poultry options from here on out. Right, but what I mean, um, like, okay. I mean, this isn't keto, but like a potato shell. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. coming. I mean that's gotta be that's gotta be on their list. Damn it. Okay, so I, I thought I I couldn't tell I couldn't remember who it was, but Forever Twenty One also did a Nintendo collection oh, that cool. I remember seeing and was being like kind of legitimately impressed by and kind of wanting all of it because I know they did something with a uh, Uniqlo or Uniqlo whatever you say it uh, and with Forever Twenty One. And I wanted all the Nintendo stuff, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I guess I guess Forever Twenty One is just my new fashion outlet. I need to go there all the time. See, you didn't even you didn't even know you liked Forever Twenty One, and now now they're your favorite. <laughs> See, I saw this, some this tweet. Uh, what Taco Bell and Forever Twenty One have partnered up? My closet is going to set off all five alarms. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to Forever Twenty One tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to get that tank top. Should we wear our Taco, Bro- Taco Bell branded attire to the uh, Insane Clown Posse show that we're going to go to? I think we might have to run that one by Josh. I don't know. I don't know how they uh, how they look on uh, corporate horrorism, which we will definitely be doing. <laughs> All right, Kush. I have a, um, a very provocative question that I came across on on FARC. Okay. Could you stay married to the most perfect, loving person, knowing that every month for one single day, they turned into a hell demon that feasted on children? 
So they're most they're they're like perfect, they're loving, they're just great in every single way. But like one day a month, fucking. So essentially, they're asking if you could be married to a werewolf, really. Kind of, but they specifically feast on children. Is there any way that you can tie them up, like contain them? (sighs) You know, I'm not. Probably not. Can't stop them. Only hope to contain them. Yes. I mean, maybe you might be able to limit the amount of children they feast on the one day. Well, here's the thing. Is them feasting on children, are they only in this realm because of my love? Like, if I stop loving them. No, no, they're going to feast on children regardless. But, okay, is it asking, like, would you rat them out for, like, Van Helsing to come and stab No, just, like, could you stay married to them? Like, they're going to feast on children. Even if you rat them out, they're still going to feast on the children because they're unstoppable hell demons for those one day a year. Even if you lock them up for the other 29 to 30 days of the month. They're going to get out. They're going to get out and feast on children. Could you be married to that person? They're pretty cool with me, like playing video games most nights. They're perfect. The most perfect. perfect loving person that you could imagine. Except that they are a hell demon who feasts on children the one day a month. I, you know what? Hey, you know what? Yeah, sorry. I, I'd probably be fine with it because one, finding love is tough. Exactly. You know, it's Good really difficult. Are and if they're going to gonna be out there killing kids anyway, I might as well be with my soulmate. Exactly. See, I can feel I, that way too. And like, you know what? I can if, if I'm there, I can make sure that they're providing recompense you know we're gonna donate to check charity we're gonna go i was gonna say we'd go to like children's shelters and stuff but that (laughs) might just make it a little easier to find a pathway to it which no you don't want to you don't want to highlight any children for them they have to go and find them if anything yeah perfect beautiful wife yeah you know what we're just gonna get a house out in montana middle of nowhere worst you know what worst case scenario i don't know how how much ground a demon covers up by foot Mm-hmm. If they might fly, shit. Uh, well, you know what? I, w- but could I you, can could do, you turn into I'll like do everything a, I can do to mitigate that. Right? Could you, know, you turn into like a Dexter situation where you like direct them towards the most terrible children? Yeah. For I mean, yeah, I would probably do my due diligence to like, hey, Ronnie, kind of a shithead. Babe, go get Ronnie. <laughs> I think my concern would be that we could never have kids because she would go after our kids, which, you know, I do want to be a dad someday, Michael. I don't uh, know. I mean, like if if the other 29 or 30 days of the month, there are a perfect mom and they're a loving mom. Do you think they could really feast on their own child? Michael, at that point, they turn into that hell demon. There is no talking to them. If I was a kid, she would eat me for sure. There's no once once they're in that hell demon form. I feel like you could protect your own child, though. I couldn't, Michael. I'm a I'm a flesh and blood man. <laughs> Actually, okay, yeah. You know what? I would put my kids within a circle of salt every night when they mm-hmm. go, and like they wouldn't be able to break in there. That's fine. Yeah, just sure. bathe them in holy water and surround them in crucifixes and burn some sage. Sure, there are there are steps to take. Something but I don't what know if, what I don't know what the hell demon is afraid of. But we'd. Find what if it. I had a long day and I forget? Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just one day a month take the kids to Disney World. They get a fun mm-hmm. vacay. Mom goes and does her thing. Mm-hmm. Comes back a little bloody. Whatever. No big deal. We all have a good. 
nice day. Even if we she goes back. to Disney World, the chances that she finds your kid and feasts on it are pretty slim because there are a lot of children at Disney World. Michael, just to be clear, though, I was saying that I would take my kids to Disney World to to mitigate the risk of them dying, not open up a all-you-can-eat <laughs> sizzler buffet. No, no, to no. I know. Them. I'm just saying, like, if they're a hell demon, they may be able to get from where you live to Disney World. Yeah. And even if they did, your kid is probably still relatively safe just by the law of averages. Hmm. I want to talk containment about this demon. Because <laughs> obviously, hey, I love her. I love the old gal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously. She she's gets perfect. my motor. She's, she's gets the most perfect, loving person that you have ever known in your life. Gets my motor revving. Sure. Exactly. I don't want her to kill little kids. How do we stop a demon, Michael? There's got to be a way. I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, like a werewolf. Like, how would you contain a werewolf without killing it? Chains. Just chain them up. Mm, but like they could break out of it. I mean, I've seen Michael J. Fox. He can just bu- he can ride. He can surf a car. He can dunk from like anywhere. He He's got to be stronger orbit. than yeah. chains. That's fair. He was a teen wolf, though. He was very young. He was exactly. Very this is a full grown hell demon. Damn. That wants Michael, to feast a- on children. Well, what would you do? I mean, here's the thing. I've met a lot of shitty kids in my life. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like once a month, like, there's got to be 12 shitty kids in the world that yeah, I can direct is it, her towards. Is it one shitty kid? That's the thing. It, it doesn't It doesn't say how many children they feast on in a day. Yeah. That's a, hmm, that's a conundrum. Because it has to sustain the demon for the entire month. I mean, you got to think. A feast. That's five courses. Mm. Right? Probably. At least, yeah. Okay, so five shitty kids. Santa's got a list. I'll just coll- collab mm, with him. There you, you go. Know, like, there you guy's go. Guy's got naughty list. Here, here. Hey, no coal, but Deborah's going to come by sometime yeah, in the next Yeah, She's going to feast right on you and your soul. Um, oh, they're eating the soul, too. That's a wrinkle. Well, I would assume it's a hell demon. Yeah. It's not just a normal demon, it's a hell demon. Hell demon, sure, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But could you stay married to the most perfect loving person? But they feast on children once a month. The thing is, Michael, if she communicates openly and honestly about it and, you know, our love languages are in sync and she's just very upfront about it, like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't like this side of me. You don't like this side of me. We both know it. We're going to move past it as a couple. I think we could get to a middle ground with it. Exactly. I mean, there's there's things that we both do poorly, like when I haven't eaten food you get ha- you get hangry. i get hangry and sometimes mm-hmm. i snap um and rachel's is she's accepting of it she brings snacks to things where she knows we're gonna be waiting for a long time so i well don't that's something michael what that's that's a line that i won't cross <laughs> i will not bring a child to my hell demon wife i will not do that i will not be party to the hunting and the gathering of the souls mm, that's a what tough she one. does on her friday nights is her business but i will not be party to it Oh, that's, see, that's the question, though. Like, is it during the week? Because if it's a weekend day, like, you don't get to spend a lot of time during the week. The weekend days are ours. That's true. Like, if it takes a whole Saturday where she's feasting on children and paying no attention to me? Not, I mean, obviously during non-football season. That is my video game day, though. So. Okay, well, I mean, maybe it would work out then. You're like, look, I'll play FIFA. You feast on children. Tomorrow we'll wake up. We'll hit the farmers we'll, market. We'll make breakfast. It'll be good. We'll brunch. Yeah. And she's like, 
probably going to be a little full, but I could have I could take down a mimosa or two for sure to wash away the horrors of my previous <laughs> night. <laughs> well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Uh, do you have anything to close us out on? I have an uh, an FML that you may enjoy. I usually do. Wait on me, my man. Today, the cops pulled over and tried to arrest my friends for transportation of a corpse and murder. Just because you find a body in the back of a truck bed, wrapped in a blanket cocoon, and apparently unresponsive does not mean that they are dead. I was very much alive. Thank you very much, FML. Huh. (laughs) So this man was wrapped in a blanket cocoon style in the back of a truck. Uh, Just passed the fuck out. You don't think how that's going to affect your friends. You really don't. He did this to himself? Yep. Yeah, no, he was like, I'm just going to lay in the back of this truck, wrap myself up, and take a little little nappy nap because well, I well, am passed out drunk. Little truck nap. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, no. Um, I mean, I have some bad friends. I've No one's ever done that to me, but um, I would be upset. Right? I mean, like, yeah. you're like, no, I'm just, I'm lit. I'm just driving this drunk person home. You're like, they're completely unresponsive. I think you murdered them. I promise you I did not murder them. I think that's the only situation currently in my life that would get me pulled out of a car at gunpoint. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we found a dead body in your trunk. <laughs> Whoa, what? Oh, yeah, no, they're not dead yet. It's my drunk friend, Craig. He does this. He's not It's a dead. thing. It's a thing. Um, well, Michael, I have a shower thought that I can close this out on, but uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Uh, it's been lovely talking with you. Um, everyone, if you like this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. You can also find our sister show, uh, Longest Days of Our Lives, which Michael and I and our good friend Curtis break down every single episode of the hit show 24. We just finished... Season one last week, it um, it broke Curtis pretty yeah, no, bad. It, it made him, he's, he's it made him feel things. Mm-hmm. He almost doesn't want to go forward with the show, which could be a real issue for us because <laughs> we were kind of counting on seven more seasons. Yeah, we, we had we had approximately two hundred and seventy five more shows that we were hoping to get through. So yeah, so that would be a real. Real bummer summer. Um, but Michael, how else can uh, people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at TILPcast um, and subscribe to us or find us on your favorite podcast app. Um, and then when you do find us, please give us a heart or a thumbs up or a like or whatever it is that the podcast app allows you to do. And if you would be so kind to give us a review, um, that's the best way to kind of move up the charts, especially on iTunes, um, you know, with those five star reviews, um, it really helps us out. And then, you know, when you do find us on, on one of our social medias, uh, on Facebook or Twitter, if you could share our posts, uh, retweet it, favorite it, uh, to get out in front of as many people as possible, that is also awesome. And, um, uh, thank you again to uh, Scrubby Josh, our our Juggalo friend, for yeah. setting the record straight on uh, f- several things that we were very wrong on, but also reinforcing that, you know, Juggalos aren't bad dudes, especially when it comes to punching Nazis in the face, which I think yeah. we can all agree on. We're all on board with that. 
And um, yeah, no, Josh, that was awesome. Thanks for thanks for one getting in touch with us. Thanks for listening. Uh, unexpected uh, and awesome to kind of hear from someone that we don't know. That was great. Um, and also, I want to talk about a couple things that we have going on in the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, Trends in the places is participating in a independent podcast campaign called hashtag Two Pods a Day. Um, we'll be talking a little bit more about that uh, throughout the month, but. Basically, we'll just be promoting some other independent shows, and uh, they will be promoting us. So uh, we'll be talking about some shows, and really just want you guys to listen to to those other podcasts. Uh, you know, we had a chance to listen to a couple other shows and share some reviews. So um, just you know, if you have some time, give us a listen when we talk about them. Yeah. So the website on that is uh, two pods a day wordpress.com, or you can look for hashtag two pods a day, the number two, and then pods a day um on uh on one of the social medias as well yeah and then uh sometime in october um i will hopefully be joining in, uh our sister show m and k talk ya uh to talk about uh, a book series that i've read and uh you know we i don't know i, I call them our sister show I, I i've always thought of them that way just because we all started at the same time and uh if you haven't listened to them and you you like uh, young adult fiction, they've done some some awesome stuff. So that is M and K Talk YA, and we'll have some more information about that uh, as the month goes on. So, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you. Love you, buddy. Love you too. You want a quick shower thought? I do. Ravioli look like pregnant postage stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>